0: Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to your WWE Backlash Review. I am John Pollock, joined by Wei Ting. Hey, John, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing tremendous. We are live here on a Saturday night following backlash in front of what was expected and what delivered as uh, one of the best crowds of the year. A, tr- a tremendous atmosphere uh, in Puerto Rico on back-to-back nights, I thought.
0: Completely agreed, yeah. Um. Tonight, I thought even took things to a different level than what we saw yesterday. Uh, obviously, because I think a lot of the show was booked incredibly well for an audience specifically. Um, that was you know, probably underserved for really several decades at this point. So yeah, really, really tremendous show
1: living vicariously through Savio Vega all these years. And they got their, they they Mm -hmm. got their their big cameo uh, tonight, several cameos uh, that we will get into. We've got a whole review coming your way. And for post wrestling cafe members, uh, you would have received your link earlier today and you can call in at the end of our review. If you would like to uh, voice your thoughts on WWE backlash or provide any other feedback, That you so please. But everyone out there is going to get their chance to voice whatever questions they want, whatever feedback they want when we present The Forbidden Poor on Sunday, June the 25th at Real Sports, 15 York Street, hours before the Forbidden Door show across the street from Real Sports. We are going to be live, doors at 3 p.m. And tickets are on sale now at postwrestling.com slash live where we will be doing a pre-show including a, Q- a Q&A podcast with many members of the post-wrestling family. We're going to be hanging out with listeners and then watching Forbidden Door and coming back for the after party, which is pretty much in the hands of Braden and Davey, the party masters here at post-wrestling. So the Poison Rana crew uh, will be with us and $30 gets you access to the pre-show and the post-show on sunday june 25th and lots of people traveling in this is the best place to be uh for forbidden door weekend on sunday june the 25th uh a great response this week we sold out uh, quite a few tickets so if you would like to join the, the many postwrestling.com slash live
0: excellent great <laughs> so I'm, deal- I'm dealing about? with it was I fantastic i i was just dealing with some uh video issues but your your timing was fantastic i, I was talking to a uh just a, a mural you know, for about uh 30 seconds there. you know what happened i i did the video, i did the video backup
1: oh accident. The,
0: we've learned what i can't learned. change it anyway it means nothing to people listening of course but um anyway whatever you, you know what
1: we're gonna get we're gonna get a drone okay we're gonna get a post drone and i wanted to enter from my house <laughs> going to your house and that is how we're going to open up every show okay i want okay. a drone to enter your home
0: okay every shot should be shot by a drone i think from this point on
1: i want drones nonstop. <laughs> okay in wwe uh production it they can the afford future. it they have yep. now introduced it and mm-hmm. yeah i i kind of wish they actually i i can understand maybe getting it out there on smackdown and everyone sees it but it would have been a cool start if like you we had never seen that entrance before and they just pretty much did verbatim the entrance from smackdown or the open
0: yeah what are you going to do though john come on you know like a lot of people probably didn't watch smackdown and decided to watch tonight or vice versa right so it was so cool that it was it was worth using twice well let's
1: uh let's dive into wwe backlash from san juan puerto rico and uh before we get into the pay-per-view did want to make note that uh prior to the show i was watching the, the ufc 288 prelims and Usually when the prelims end early, they load it up with video packages and such. And one of them was for Henry Cejudo, who is headlining the pay-per-view. Probably his fight will be with Aljamain Sterling in about an hour. And they ran a piece on explaining what makes a perfect heel. And we got interviews with Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, and Charlotte Flair explaining the traits that make up the perfect heel. And whether, and (laughs) what Henry Cejudo is is aiming for. So way the synergy has begun and much like uh, Henry Cejudo's nickname, this was a little cringe.
0: Yeah. Like is, is Henry Cejudo supposed to be the the heel? Is he a well-known MMA heel?
1: That's the goal. That's the goal of uh, his his character. God. Yes,
0: yeah. This is the type of integration that I, I I know. Like a lot of MMA fans, probably don't want to see any professional wrestling in their MMA. This is even as a wrestling fan, the type of integration that I would hate. Um, trying to justify somebody's heelness and just, uh, but okay. The opening video of
1: Backlash was voiced by Bad Bunny. And then we got the the drone shot and it, the exact verbiage from Michael Cole from SmackDown. We've got a late arriving crowd here in uh, San Juan. Didn't look to be a late arriving crowd. This looked pretty full. Both nights, I thought they it was like, looked like a lot of damn people. This did not look like sparse. Uh, I San
0: didn't Man. understand the justification for late arriving crowd. The only reason I could suggest is that maybe this was the drone shot that was shot before they actually went live. And maybe they they were afraid that you know, crowds were going to be a bit more sparse when they're doing those wide shots um on both nights. But, like you said, John, you watch this these clips and it looked pretty damn full to me. So, yeah, I, I
1: don't necessary. know if anyone uh, of whatever your take from these two shows were. Nothing negative would be said about the crowd. Okay, I think that is your guarantee for these two shows. And they are promoting it as a double main event tonight with the street fight and Cody against Brock Lesnar. And we will discuss the match placement later. But opening things up is Bianca Belair and EO Sky for the Raw soon-to-be SmackDown Women's Championship with SmackDown's Bianca Belair, who will officially become a member of the SmackDown roster, I guess, as of Monday when the rosters change but this is still the Raw Women's title, and thus her lineage will go continuous after tonight's uh, big title defense. You got all
0: that? Yeah, I, I think that that fits perfectly in her lower third um, when they'll reintroduce her on Monday, I'm sure, or Friday, I guess.
1: So maybe the most interesting part about this match was that you know, we talked about on Friday the idea of this audience being big into stars. And mm-hmm. you were looking at the Cody Brock dynamic if they were would be a partisan crowd. I did not expect it in this match where it wasn't as though they were just cheering EO Sky the heel. It was like we were actively cheering for EO over Bianca Belair. And whether that was the idea, we want to see a title switch, uh, we want to see something notable here, this was such a pro EO Sky crowd and not a situation we've seen Bianca Belair in.
0: Not at all. And I think, that I mean, so much of that is because I don't know if we've seen crowds go against the programming in a long time you know uh, and that's a not, not just the roman turn i would say yeah. that seem to be the big shift and the return to crowds and, and so much of that is i think because you know crowds are maybe a bit different these days i we speculated that maybe a lot of that sort of rebellious uh, audience has kind of maybe moved over on over to an AEW fan base and also this is just the product that i think is is listening to its audience a, a lot more these days um but I, I if there was any turn happening on the show i certainly wouldn't have expected on this in this particular match and i think maybe it just shows that like this is a crowd full of people that are are um, very passionate and probably are able to recognize talent beyond just, you know, who's winning and who's being pushed in the case of EO sky. Clearly they, they recognize that the people in attendance recognize that she is somebody who is far more talented than the push that she's been given.
1: Well, as Michael Cole noted a very knowledgeable sports entertainment crowd that have followed the history of the sport on the island. You know, like the mm-hmm. classic sports entertainers, uh, Carlos Colon, Hercules Ayala, Abdullah the Butcher, the great sports entertainers of the day on the <laughs> island, this knowledgeable crowd. Wow. And Graves notes, it is a hostile WWE universe towards Bianca Belair. And so much of this match was focused on the left arm injured, um, the, the injury to Bianca Belair, and she had to work the match with this bad arm and using the right one which culminated with a pretty cool spot with a one-armed military press late in the match using the good arm but this was all uh eel sky just like breaking down the arm and constantly going towards it Uh, we did the 10 punches in the corner with the crowd counting in spanish i i really enjoyed like just these counts in a different language were a cool um break
0: from the norm and then we got the 10 punches spot which was cool too and the the chant of "fwa," which I I don't know what that means. Chat room, feel free to enlighten me. Enlighten me, but it, it's something I'll be saying with every action I take. You know, when I put my coffee down,
2: "fwa."
1: Well, Sky hit a uh, Orihara moonsault to the floor and then goes for a top rope Frankensteiner that Belair blocks with her one arm and a sit out power bomb off the turnbuckle gets a near fall. Crowd is red hot and Cole says this is the EO sky that the fans have been waiting for. And then Dakota Kai and Bailey come down. Belair gets distracted and she is grabbed by her ponytail and then lands a right hand and knocks Dakota Kai off the apron. Uh, Sky is then on the shoulders and is turned into a sunset roll up uh, for a two count. This is offsetting the K.O.D. and this was a near fall that I feel some people bid on that they could actually do a title change here, mm-hmm. and this place would have gone insane if know Sky won this match. Belair then tosses Bailey into the ropes as she gets involved. Kai lands a kick behind the referee's back, and Sky climbs up for the over the moon salt, but misses. Because Bailey is holding Bianca's braid from the floor and gets caught by the referee. So she misses the moonsault off the top. And this gives the opening for Belair to get free of Bailey, hit the KOD, and win in 18 minutes and one second. And as Cole announces, the longest reigning women's champion of the modern era.
0: Yeah, so we know what the modern era begins in what, roughly like 20, I don't know, 15. 2006 the modern era began okay so anything after trish's um longer women's championship reign yeah i i was not prepared for how special this match was going to feel i mean on paper i don't think anybody expected EOS sky to win um i didn't really expect this to be that much um beyond you know a good match and and, and just maybe another month uh, another defense to carry bianca Belair off until her next you know more substantial challenge but this ended up being one of the more memorable matches I thought in Bianca Belair's run and so much of that of course is because of the unexpected atmosphere here this is the first time we got to see Bianca Belair operate in front of a hostile crowd that wasn't necessarily wanting her to win more than her opponent and I thought she did really really well um but as I said, you know, it, it made this match feel a lot more special than I was expecting. You had a crowd that really wanted EOSky to win, coupled with, I think, a really high quality performance for the both of them. And that's when pro wrestling is at its best, when you have a hot crowd that really wants to see a one particular outcome and two performers who are able to play with those expectations to really just kind of, you know, keep you guessing. And it got to the point where I could have bought an EOSky Sky win here because this crowd made her feel like such a big deal. This is by far the best reaction I think she's received in the WWE uh, main roster. Certainly, I think you you can even look back towards NXT and certainly she's never had a crowd reaction this uh, vociferous. Um, They have to be going ahead with her defection at this point because this was the jumping off point for Sky as babyface. And I think that
1: was the story at the end of this. I mean, that's clearly where they are continuing with this and that uh bailey and dakota kai it was like their their interference backfired and i think this really does cement it but they got 18 minutes it helped being the first match out when the crowd was going to be so hot for that first match but technically this was a very good match built around the arm and uh bel air's spots coming back that yeah i don't know if they would have expected this reaction going in but it it created a great atmosphere, and they and they, the two had a really, really strong match
0: on, on the to show. Beller, I thought, they handled it really well, and I think she showed glimpses with her co- – I mean, the, her character itself is extremely sort of um confident, but con- confident can easily turn into cockiness depending on the crowd. And it shows you that within her is a great heel run waiting probably even sooner than later. Bad
1: Bunny met with Rey Mysterio, who's giving him uh, words of encouragement, and then Savio Vega enters. Got gets a big pop here in Puerto Rico, and he has a custom Puerto Rican kendo stick for Bad Bunny. I wonder if they were selling these at the at the merch stand. Uh,
0: probably not. No, maybe they, maybe they uh, You think they'd be selling trash can lids? Perhaps
1: they're selling weightlifting belts. Way so there is nothing that I think would be off limits. Uh, mm. A Bad Bunny kendo stick, sure. Why not? What could go yeah. wrong? Omos against Seth Rollins, the unofficial main event. And yes, there was a video package to chronicle the lead up to this match. So, uh major kudos to the editor uh, that was assigned that one. Uh, here, here is your promo. <laughs> Make something really historic here. Yeah. And dude, the crowd pop for Seth Rollins was huge. Um mm-hmm. I won't say the biggest on the show because that it was not. But this was super loud and they are singing and singing until Omos drops them with a boot, which was a great heel spot to
0: cut off the singing. It was done so well because like um, Rollins had the spotlight on him. They were doing like sort of like the Bray Wyatt entrance where every everything was blacked out except for, you know, people's cell phones. And in comes this giant boot from Omos that basically like kicked Rollins out of the dark and kicked the lights on. It was, it was done really well.
1: So I I will say this, I think that Omos, I think more and more he has really grown into this character and playing the monster and in between like the moves, he he really has improved in that side of things of just playing to the crowd, the facials, like that stuff, I really did notice. I felt 10 and a half minutes was, was tough for this guy to go that long. Uh, but he wasn't there with arguably the best guy in, in the company. And this ended up, I don't think anyone is going to argue. This is probably the best match of Omos's career. And I don't have a number two for you. So, okay. Rollins um, sells for pretty much the first half of the match and goes after the knee of Omos but then tries for a pedigree but his back body dropped and Rollins rams Omos' head into the post and goes for the frog splash, Omos kicks out at one. Then he tries for the stomp, Omos blocks it with his neck. Well, he posts with his arms. He posts on his, on his arms, yeah, but basically it's it's the man has just the... Uh, yeah.
0: He is the base god. Tonight he was one of them, yeah. i and they've done this finish or at least this counter before with somebody else. I, I'm failing to remember. Is it Lashley? It maybe, maybe. But you know, one of the giants, and I i think it's incredibly effective. So simple. And uh I I mean made Omas look awesome. Ben Rollins tries for a sleeper
1: and he gets Omas down to a knee, but side slams his way out of that. And Rollins manages to hit the stomp, super kicks MVP off the apron, and then hits a second stomp. But Rollins is stunned when Omos kicks out. So they did a lot to protect Omos here. And based on the structure of this match, like you could see like this was all designed for Omos to look good in defeat. And it was just a question of how they would beat him. And it ended up being a super stomp off of the top turnbuckle. And then he mounts Omos for the pin in 10 minutes, 32 seconds, and the crowd gets to sing. But I, I thought Rollins did a, a really great job here. I think this. I think asking Omos to do 10 and a half is, is a big chore. But th- this guy was, you know, he, he has made improvements. And I would say, like, the first half of this match, like, he was playing the monster role really, really well. And and then it was Rollins doing the big, like, just overcoming the giant for
0: the remainder of it. I think if they if they have any hope of... You know, having Omos be um, sort of like um, a guy who could work with several people. Like they need to get him out of the comfort zone once in a while. And I think against a Seth Rollins with an atmosphere and a crowd this responsive, this was probably your best chance at like letting letting Omos test the, the you know the 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 what did they call them championship rounds? You know, going into deep waters to see like how he would fare in a longer standing match. And I thought he did really well. I thought this match ended up being. Really fun. And I think so much of it is because they did such a great job building that giant aura around Omos. Omos himself, you know, has been doing a great job just playing to the crowd, facial expressions. Uh, but then you leave the rest to, you know, arguably the best wrestler on this roster and Seth Rollins, who just played a tremendous um baby face throughout 90% of the match and then gave you some tremendous comebacks. Um, so. It was it got to the point where, again, like I could have believed in Olmos winning this one because I thought they made Olmos look that convincing. If you were going to tell me that, you know, part way through this match, Olmos is going to get the win. He's going to go on the challenge Roman Reigns in, in Saudi Arabia. I would have been perfectly fine with it because I think he's at least at a, at a level now where you could tell stories like this with very capable wrestlers. And they decided not to go that route. But still, Olmos over these past two, you know, pay-per-view matches has definitely like done well.
1: I, I thought that I thought this was significantly better than the Lesnar match at at WrestleMania. I would comfortably put this as, you know, the 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 new uh ceiling for an Omos uh singles match. So, uh, like honestly, I w- I would do some of these on the road uh on mm-hmm. the, on the house shows. I think it would be a pretty like a pretty easy crowd to do a story match like this of uh, Rollins overcoming the giant, and I think it would do a ton of, it, like if you're invested in Omos, you could do a lot worse than putting him in with Seth Rollins to go to a bunch of towns where I think like this, this would work as a, as a house show match and get your 10 to 12 minutes in. Yes. Austin theory, Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed for the United States championship. And they, um, they had, they had just under seven minutes and um, you you pretty much called this, uh, this ending. It was the WWE triple threat special with the heel victory. Uh, Lashley is going for the hurt lock early on to Reed when theory goes for his somersault into the ring to break it up, but the referee was in the way. So Theory had to like maneuver around the referee. It was very clunky as he went to break this up. Theory and Reed then work together on Lashley, but then Reed takes out Theory with an avalanche running him over. And Lashley sends Reed out, spears Theory, but Reed returns to break the cover. And then Bronson Reed, I guess watching maybe some of his, uh, uh, Old Vader tapes decided, you know what? Everyone does a Vader bomb. What could be my accent onto the Vader bomb? What if I did a Vader bomb to the floor? So this dude does the Vader bomb coming off the second rope to a standing Lashley on the floor. And this dude just comes down on this guy's shoulder. And this looked insane. I couldn't imagine coming up with this for a guy the size of Bronson Reed. But he did it
0: here. I. I, I think, like, relatively safe, right? You're like He's landing on his feet. I mean, I'm not the guy taking it, of course, but if you're the size of a it's, body... It's just a
1: big guy to be getting that that height and uh, kicking yeah. yourself out like that, but uh, it looked cool. It was uh, certainly a different uh, spin yeah. on the Vader bomb. I'm sure so Theory stops the tsunami by knocking Reed off balance, and then the A-Town down gets turned into the Hurt Lock, but then uh, Theory does the uh, the Brett kicking off the turnbuckle spot and rolls on top... And with him rolled, Lashley is prone across the mat as Reed comes off the top with the tsunami. But Theory returns to make the save. And then we get an eight town down, but can't lift up Reed to or can't finish the hold. So Reed misses a moonsault off the top, comes to his feet and is speared by Lashley. And Theory returns, tossing Lashley to the floor and stealing the pin on Reed in 651 as Austin Theory retains. And Reed goes to Raw. Lashley is with Theory on SmackDown.
0: Yeah, I guess you you could presume um, Lashley versus uh, Theory either continuing. Uh, Cole did make mention that Lashley has his sights set on Roman's championship, uh, at least at some point. Not necessarily now, but that's definitely a future direction. What about um, the World
1: Heavyweight Championship? Does he have his sights set on that this Friday?
0: <laughs> we'll find out if he's in the tournament, I guess. You would think he would be, right? Uh, but... This match, I might have, like, come out of this pay-per-view with, like, the least amount to say about a match like this one. I probably had the least amount of interest, I would say, going into this particular match. And in the end, I kind of found it to be, you know, good, but a pretty standard three-way that you could could probably found on on any edition of Raw. The feud itself has felt pretty impersonal. Um, Theory, unfortunately, at this point, like, remains pretty uninteresting. Like, in this group of three, he continues to be the least interesting guy. Um, So they're continuing with the experiment over on SmackDown. We'll see if, if he'll feud with a different set of people and if he, if he can advance, but tonight he didn't necessarily impress me.
1: I'm very intrigued to watch Austin Theory's progression on SmackDown and mm-hmm. contrast with Grayson Waller and how he gets over on SmackDown, because I see those two as effectively going for the same role. And I have a lot more confidence today in Grayson Waller in that spot than I've seen in Austin theory where he has been pushed significantly all year long. Um uh, going back to you know the the vince mcmahon run and coming out of that and where is he now like he's good is there anything special about him that has broken out to that degree i'd argue no not yet
0: for me at least like waller's promos have sounded a lot more authentic i mean you listen to the promo that he cut after being drafted um last week and man it's just like the, the guy feels like he's speaking from the heart whereas i don't know if i've ever heard austin an austin theory promo where i felt the same way
1: then one of the big matches on the card, Rhea
0: Ripley against Zelina Vega. But these- we, we also had a DraftKings ads with Big E. Yes, I skipped every one of these. So if okay. you want to uh, check. No, uh, not, anything- I have nothing to say, but it's just more and more significant. The fact that like uh, Big E, you know, was this is like, I guess his, his role, at least this for this particular show.
1: Yeah. The DraftKings uh, sponsored with him and yeah. Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. could bet on, 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 on some of these matches, including the, this match where Rhea Ripley was, um, I got the odds sent like to me. She like t-
0: 10,000 or something? Yeah,
1: she was minus 10,000. So oh, if they had, dude, when they said at the beginning here that, okay, first of all, you've got the family in the front row, which after watching Mark Briscoe at Supercard of Honor, to me, that, that that's more telegraphing a loss than it is a win in 2023. But then they mentioned that Vega is dedicating this match to her father, who, of course, died on 9 11. And I'm just thinking, like, wow, are they really going to beat her with all of this and you know you could certainly argue when i watched this entrance and this reaction she got there was part of me thinking like just flip the title for a month it's (laughs) but they had other plans here um but it was like Zelina vega this is i would venture to guess the clear highlight of her career
0: it would be hard, hard to top this. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, But boy, the moment she came up, boy, did it feel special. I mean, it felt special already on SmackDown. But, you know, Zelina herself, like, the, the person. She
1: was in the- tears before this oh, match oh, even uh, began.
0: I was going to say, like, Thea Trinidad, the performer herself, like, this, I thought, transcended any sort of, like, acting or character. Where she walked out here and you could clearly see the emotion on her face of how special tonight was for her being i mean a representative of an entire you know nation and 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 even beyond you know just just the the people that are uh, in watching right now um live um so a tremendous pressure and i would say like a bit of nervousness you could probably see in her face too but being like i mean how many singles matches has she even had you know, like over the past year, she's not exactly somebody that you see regularly compete. She's more so just a manager who occasionally wrestles and to be ejected, like inserted into this semi main event role, a very legitimate semi main event role um, in a singles match capacity representing just so many people. Um, I'm sure she was nervous and I'm sure it meant a whole lot for her um, for several reasons, but it was infectious basically seeing the emotion on her face.
1: Yeah, she came out and she had she had like the Dalton Castle robe with the Puerto Rican flag and then the flag on her outfit. And they show in the front row her mother, her stepfather, her brother, and the guy I want to learn so much more about. The uncle that wrestled Bruno San Martino was also there in the front row. And as Samantha Irvin is introducing her, Vega is in tears uh, as this whole crowd is going nuts for her. They mentioned that she's dedicating this to her late father. And then as the match begins... Monique Zelina's mother hands her a chancla to throw yeah. at Ruby riot. As Michael Cole explains to us, the significance of the chonkla. Uh,
0: Rhea Ripley. No, um, she didn't throw it that far all the way to the other show.
1: Oh, sorry. Yes. To, uh, to, uh, to Rhea Ripley. So Ripley takes over and is just beating down on Vega. Does the Eddie shuffle. And then Michael Cole showing us he's, he's, he's still his own editor notes, uh, selena vega's cousin the amazing red everyone uh, knows the amazing red uh, michael cole's got all those those comp tapes yeah, uh, snuck that in there i'm sure an nwa viewer vega is landing forearms and clotheslines but can't get ripley down ripley just drops her and goes to the riptide and we get the spot from tv where she counters it to the ddt and then vega calls for the 619 hits it followed by a meteora but then as ripley is down on a knee nails her with a kick Riptide and boom, one, two, three, Rhea Ripley wins in pretty dominant fashion here in seven minutes and 12 seconds, uh, but is quick to exit. And they do give the the big moment for Vega in the ring where the audience gives her a standing ovation and trying to treat her as, you know, the one of the big stars on the show, which she was. And, you know, watching this match, this was all the atmosphere. I would say from an actual match standpoint, I I thought this was probably the bottom of the show, but the atmosphere was through the roof. And I, I can't say it was necessarily the, the, the wrong call, but man, at the beginning of this, I was thinking like, wow, I, I cannot imagine beating her, but obviously... That would be booking for this one night, as opposed to what their plan is with Rhea Ripley.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, you know, as I said on the previous show, I I feel like in this case, is Alina simply achieving this level of I think um credibility as a contender and feeling like you know like again somebody who's um exceeding the role that she's been given really like throughout her entire WWE tenure like that to me in, in itself has greatly elevated her status so i didn't even think she needed a championship win in fact i almost felt like you know where would you have gone beyond that what i was looking for was maybe a really significant kick out a really significant two count and they kind of achieved that with the meteora but i thought by the time this match ended that there were bigger gears for them to hit that i don't think they necessarily hit
1: i i don't think they gave you a whole
0: lot of hope for vega like this was
1: like pretty do, pretty dominant win for Rhea Ripley at the end, like
0: yeah, which is more believable, you know. Just again, given the booking, you have a guy, uh, somebody who's an occasional manager versus one of the most dominant, you know, women's champions. I mean, a, a women's champion who uh, can dominate the men. Um, so it, it it made more sense in kayfabe to have basically a squash. Nonetheless, I mean, for storytelling purposes, I was hoping for that much bigger of like a kickout, but still, the atmosphere was incredible. Um, and Let's talk about like, I mean, we talked about Zel- Zelina Vega, but I thought Rhea Ripley really impressed. I mean, just a month ago, she was kind of in the Zelina spot, you know, as sort of like being positioned as the underdog against Charlotte Flair, finally achieving her dream, kind of being portrayed as the baby face in that feud. Here she just comes in completely confident, feeling like, she's been in this dominant position for years, rather than somebody who's just really been in it for a month. She just is on fire right now. Like as one of the strongest women's champions, I think they've had in a very long time.
1: Yeah. I, I'd say the only thing she's missing at this point is, is the opponent. And there's plenty of options that you do have. It's just getting to who is, who is going to be that big rivalry for her. She is on raw. So you know your options are certainly Becky is someone you can get to at at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do a EO. rematch, which EO is one. You could do the rematch with Charlotte. I think that match was so well done at WrestleMania that you hold it off for some time. But
0: or, or is damage control on SmackDown now? I'm I'm kind of confused.
1: Damage control is on SmackDown, but I, okay. I, I'm not going <laughs> to decipher brands that you can honestly go back and forth. They tease the Bel Air thing and they're on separate brands, but I, I think they will. Be I wonder if like, you know, point. even
0: somebody like a Candice or an Indy Hartwell eventually like throughout the rest of this year might might eventually escalate to the to the level where they might, you know, convincingly um, face a, a Ray Ripley. Um, but yeah, like the, the, more importantly, I, I would say I thought this was like a really great experiment in just pushing somebody for the location. Like for the situation. They did a great they, job with Zelina Vega this yeah. month. Like they just mm-hmm. did a
1: really good job to the point that a month ago, um, this means very little. And yes, like this was designed for the market, but they, they told a great story in the lead up to this that it it became something that earned its spot on the show that you wanted to see and this crowd was you know a huge factor in how well this this came across from just the atmosphere of it all which is what people are going to take away from from this match and yeah. what, what kind of follow up there is with Zelina Vega as well does she kind of drift into the background with the LWO is this does this has opened the door for like she she is not like your your top level women's wrestler but she comes out of this with as much um as much momentum as she has had i I would say since she was like with andrade and like that was a speaking role but as, as a wrestler this is the most they have done with her
0: yeah absolutely and and she's got a whole a whole demographic behind her back you know i i i don't think like people just forget about nights like this again even though she didn't necessarily win i hope to see them continue to build on it i hope the next time that they travel to a destination they finally start to really understand the value of having your protecting your hometown draws rather than just you know having them either neglected or just like losing in sort of uh, insignificant fashion
1: so then we had the uh the longest ad possible for Foobar, which is coming to Netflix starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and this was our injection of uh Ridge Holland who if this guy's going to give me a Netflix recommendation, I'm taking that one to the bank Butch Anderson and Gallows and the street profits um this show looks horrendous and it's being marketed as Arnold Schwarzenegger's first Netflix series is that the is that what I'm to I be guess excited so. about?
0: did did you never dreamt of seeing the combination of those two you know media giants arnold and netflix
1: i never woke up saying how do we live in a world with these two entities and they have not crossed over yet
0: what was the concept of this like it was like what uh ridge telling uh butch to do an investigation i left the room so
1: i didn't watch
0: the whole ad so this was like, you know, their latest attempt at um, this sort of product, product integration. Um, it, it was like maybe more like the stickers ads that they've done, which have pretty much, pretty much all been terrible. Um, this one didn't inspire um, maybe a whole lot of interest, but it did show you that, hey, Arnold has a Netflix show coming up.
1: You know what would make me watch this show? What's that? Is if I could watch Foobar in a different language. If I had such a tool that could give me access to Netflix in another region.
0: (laughs) Really? Mm. Any ideas? I think I got something for you. NordVPN. Oh. Our sponsor of this particular podcast. Listen, I mean, hey, I I think you and I um, have our thoughts about um, sponsorship in the body of of ads. Uh, But listen, when you have a product as premium as nordvpn i think our audience would all agree we should be making time for it you do not need to be a butch you do, do not need to launch an investigation okay to understand that anybody can benefit from the use of a vpn do you have any, any idea john how many people are tracking your online activity right now i mean you know obviously i could see you but listen who know who else Look at all these people. If you're listening to this right now, do you know who's tracking you? It's your ISPs. It's websites. It's John Pollock himself. He could just see you. Yeah, we we know way too much about you. You know, we know when you're downloading this. We know where you are. We know what you're wearing right now. A VPN helps you. I hope you know what I'm wearing right now. It means my my camera's working. A VPN helps mask your identity and online activity and Nord provides premium features, including threat protection. Beyond that, you can use a VPN to access streaming content that might be blocked from your location. I personally use it to sign up for AEW Plus so I could see what offensive thing MJF will say this week during the commercial break. Uh, I also use it to sign up for discounted versions of subscriptions I use, such as Netflix, YouTube Premium. You could even use it to find cheaper airfare because who wouldn't want to put on an LWO shirt and take a trip to Puerto Rico after watching tonight's show. I know I do. I know you I've got one ordered for you, John. Are you going to be joining the LWO? Um probably not, but I will uh I will live vicariously through you. Okay. Sign up through NordVPN.com slash post wrestling where post listeners can receive an exclusive offer of four months off of two-year subscriptions, three bonus months off of all one-on. Sorry, in addition, three bonus months on top of all one-year subscriptions as well. And you could do it all with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, nordvpn.com slash postwrestling. Let them know you found out about them through us. Our thanks again to Nord for their support of Post. Nordvpn.com slash postwrestling. Uh, so,
1: so check out all of that, and then make make the internet your tool. Instead of the other way around. Very nice. We continue on. Damian Priest, Bad Bunny in the San Juan Street Fight. What did you think about the placing of uh, uh, of this match uh, in this spot?
0: I mean, clearly they didn't want to have it back to back with the actual main event that they wanted in uh, Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Um, I think it was fine. Yeah. Like, this was essentially, you know, allowed for a buffer match in between the two. Um, this was probably either the hottest, if not, was it the hottest? I think it was the hottest match on the the show. This was the hottest match on the show, easily. You know, it could have been an unjustifiable main event to close up the night, but I guess... um... I I reserve (laughs) judgment until watching
1: what they did for Cody and Brock and having watched them this i would have ended the show with this
0: yeah maybe like they, they have some sort of consideration for like um a non-local audience to come off of the show with like a champion that is actually going to be on raw on monday or, or or a winner i should say that that's going to be on raw and on your next pay-per-view
1: yeah if cody was the champion going into this show defending uh, i think <laughs> that would have been an argument but he didn't win that title so um yeah, yeah i Well, let's get into this match. So uh, it was noted that uh, the referee, Eddie Orango, also from Puerto Rico, that was uh, the official for this match as well. So you had that. And Priest comes out and they note he is wearing the same gear he wore at WrestleMania 37 when he teamed with Bad Bunny. And then when Bad Bunny's music plays, dude, this was one of the loudest pops And this place went insane for this guy. Like, this was like Austin at his peak coming out, and they're all singing his song. Like, this dude was a megastar.
0: Huge. I mean, listen, like, he... um, So we have Drake in Toronto. And I'm just picturing Drake coming out and having a wrestling match, which is hard to think. But if Drake came out at Forbidden Door (laughs) and came out to, like, like... you know, like running in, in the six with my woes. Man, like this <laughs> we'd erupt. Even if you hated Drake, I think I think you'd join in. I mean, this is like how much this guy means to this area, this 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 country on on such a national level. And and he's coming out. Like there are a few instances where you can come out to an entrance theme song. And um, so I believe this was his song, Chambea. Mm-hmm. which is uh one of his older songs the one with rick flair in the video um but everybody in this building seemingly knew the words to the song and it was just this one, was incredible awesome this atmosphere. entrance was
1: just incredible and yeah. they did not let up for 25 minutes that this wow. match went and so right away bad bunny hits him uh with, with a michinoku driver and when he hit it later graves like pointed out like he's trying to hit the broken arrow of damian Priest. And Priest is pissed. And we've got also the shopping cart as uh, Bad Bunny is going back to the old hardcore division with uh, with Raven with the shopping cart of weapons.
0: And he just, uh, you know. A well, uh, must for any street fight. I mean, you see all those shopping carts with the trash can lids and kendo sticks in their they own.
1: They got their use out of all of these weapons. So uh, Bunny attacks him with a kendo stick and hits a tornado DDT and then a high cross to the floor, which generates Michael Cole's call of the night. Bunnies can fly. And then Bad Bunny hits him with trash can lids, and this is where he hits the broken arrow, and Priest rolls to the floor, and he touches his face, and he sees blood on his hand. It's like the faintest amount of blood, and he stares a hole through Bad Bunny, and Priest gets the kendo stick. They fight into the crowd, and the, I would say, first major spot of the match is getting on top of the equipment case. And it leads to a broken arrow by priest off the equipment case through a series of tables on the floor, and this leads Adam Pierce and other officials to come out. It's as though they're, oh my god, he killed the celebrity. <laughs> That's sort of the the concern here.
0: Among the officials was Dubai, <laughs> of oh. All Wheels Wrestling fame
1: dubai Sean. was uh very concerned here getting into the face of david davari
0: himself yes
1: that's right that's right and we we had uh schwag d on rampage last night
0: you know, you uh, know? really the, 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 the pioneers um all wheels wrestling was yeah
1: yeah and we you know honestly um with carlito imagine if he had brought back jesus aka human cyclone
0: there you go we yes. could have
1: had we could have had the all wheels wrestling reunion
0: tonight. i think we're one of like 15 people who have actually seen all wheels wrestling in you know, okay. know, know what know what it is. So got it,
1: and, and you and you did have RPM as well. Like that, like we could have had
0: them all. Like Aaron Aguilera, if ever he made
1: sense, it would have been coming
0: up with Carlito here. So many people speak about like ECW originals, and like you know, they, they really wow. need an all wheels wrestling one night stand. I think.
1: Okay, they, what would they have? <laughs> they would have a. Uh, <laughs> know, uh,
0: what, what was the match
1: called? What was their all match
0: the uh, the air raid match or the yeah uh, uh, big air whatever. big air match? <laughs> back to this match so
1: so, uh bad bunny is alive and bunny comes back and he starts attacking damian priest's leg with the kendo stick and snaps the knee in the corner and damian priest is screaming he's hurt he's hurt bunny doesn't care wraps it around the, the post uses a chain uses a chair priest is just begging off and pleading and then lures in bad bunny for an up kick and damian priest is like hopping on one leg selling this injury when he's hit with a low blow by bad bunny this leads to dominic and balor running down and everyone knows what's coming next ray comes out for the huge pop and uh dude ray threw some phantom punches here uh like one that was like off dominic but then this punch to balor um you could have flown an airplane in, in, in between this. The drone could have fit between the, the punch and the and Finn Balor here. I,
0: I think the rule in wrestling is when you have a really hot crowd that can say, yell fwa For By the way, great uh, analysis of the word foie in our chat room. So thank you, everybody, for explaining what it means. If you can add foie to phantom punch, it actually hurts. So I think it's fine. Well, this this crowd went foie when
1: Carlito's music plays. And out he comes. <sighs> Amazing. I mean, my God, this guy is going for, um, you know, Billy Gunn at 59. And he comes out, the young up-and-comer, Carlito Colon. And he lays out the judgment day. And he's got the LWO shirt on, too. And hits a backstabber, gets the apple, bites it. Dominic attacks him from behind. Ray hits the 619. And this whole time, Carlito's got the apple in his mouth and spits it onto Dominic. And this place goes insane for the apple spot. This was like a great cameo idea to have carly i
0: mean i went insane honestly like um again like you had every i guess maybe known or i should say well remembered representative of puerto rico as a part of this puerto rican wwe show um they made no teases whatsoever prior that we would see savio we would see carlito here and the fact that they gave such big spots for these two guys that you know are some of the two of the few that really flew the puerto rico flag um internationally for so many years before the wwe you know did a show like this the fact that they had such significant roles on this particular show was incredibly heartwarming just even from a long time professional wrestling fan standpoint do you think they use chat gpt who are the wrestlers from puerto rico (laughs) what (laughs) you you don't think they knew themselves what are you talking about they might have we didn't see primo and epico okay like that, that that tells you that there maybe there's a bar for like maybe how successful you are
1: well carlito got a giant pop here and then as the LWO or um, Balor and Dominic are backing up the ramp or on the aisle, Savio Vega comes out and the place goes insane for him. And he too is wearing an LWO shirt. And then everyone attacks Balor and Dominic and Balor escapes and backs up into Vega and Vega hits him with, with chops. Then the same to Dominic and all of them head to the back. And it's a, reminder that this match is still going on because this was like a five minute intermission
0: here um and, and, and it there, was sorry. and it was it was the best type of intermission totally. like it reminded me a whole lot of like i guess sting and, and hunter from mania when you had the nwo come in, you had dx come in and they just kind of like you know cleared the ring this was that but specifically for puerto rico
1: yeah and i i failed to mention that savio his big spot too was like he waved in and you, you think the Los Periquas are coming out, but it's uh, the LWO.
0: I did not think Los Periquas <laughs> was coming out. Can no. we name Los Periquos?
1: Uh Jesus, yeah. Jose, and um, Miguel Perez Jr.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm sure they I all mean... would have been
1: available if they so were. I,
0: yeah, I guess. I wonder what pop they would have received if they came out.
1: Uh, dude with this crowd, I'm sure they would have been chanting. Like you've still got it at Los (laughs) Periquas, but it's the LWO. So this was great. Uh, Just the great involvement of everybody. And then we go back to our regularly scheduled match and it is priest uh, still selling this leg and bunny applies a big figure four. And they're bringing up Ric Flair's history on the Island. And then he's striking the injured knee while in the hole, but priest finally breaks free. And then priest runs into a chair in the corner And Bad Bunny goes for a Shiranui, a sliced bread number two. And, dude, this was the scary – I – anyone with any financial attachment to bad bunny and his career probably had a heart attack because he nearly came down on his head and this was the scariest spot he had of this whole match and thankfully he was okay he gets a two count off of this and then he destroys Damian Priest with all of these chair shots before he hits the canadian destroyer to win the match in 25 minutes and two seconds and i was wrong on my smackdown preview because the match of the show was not rock and cody it was bad bunny and damian priest
0: yes it was uh i'm i'm in total agreement here this was this
1: was awesome this crowd was in this for the whole thing um you know bad bunny is no. it's he's not the athlete that logan paul is Mm -hmm. but this is a guy that totally gets what he is doing and is just such an awesome baby face and in front of this crowd like dude this felt like just the biggest star and the fact that this guy is the level of celebrity that he is this is one of the great affiliations wwe has had in the history of this company like you can certainly look at like the importance of a mr t and a mike tyson but in terms of relevant celebrities at the absolute peak of their fame um, for a guy that is willing to come in here and do this, uh, this is amazing that they have this relationship and can do a show like this. And my only thought was at the end of this night, I 100% seeing the layout
0: of the main event would have closed the show with this because yeah again i don't think it really matters a whole lot you know by, by the end like people are going to remember what they'll remember and for a lot of people and maybe most people it's going to be this particular match um, But
1: there was definitely a come down for the first half of the six man like th- this crowd was like they went mm-hmm. they did not come down for 25 minutes in this match
0: yeah yeah i've uh, again like. I think historically it's it's not going to be that significant. You know, who made evented backlash in Puerto Rico? Like this this is the match I think we'll we'll all remember. Um but like you said, I think I think we have to really appreciate just how even something like this came together. You know, the 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 booking of, of, of this event and the fact that they had somebody who was such an international level celebrity like a Bad Bunny um to be able to use as sort of like um i guess the the franchise the poster child of this particular show and the fact that he was willing to take himself out of his very busy touring schedule to train for this to pull off a singles match that was 25 minutes in length that is a gift you know that is a gift to this um uh, company and for him i mean his chance to live out i'm sure a childhood dream um you just, you know, they were just incredibly lucky to be able to work this relationship together on a night where they were doing the show in Puerto Rico. Um, and then everything else, you know, leading up to the match was really well set. It was just left to the performers and the layout to deliver. And boy, did they d- deliver. I thought Priest probably had the match of his life. You know, he did such a great job here. Great dominating presence throughout the match. Great selling of his leg throughout as a way to kind of justify how a bad bunny could possibly get a pinfall on him. um spots throughout the, the arena in the in the street fight i thought were satisfyingly big and i thought the way that they had it framed so that what you know priest essentially lost through, through his hubris rather than you know um bad bunny maybe you know dominating him i thought was a good way out that, that protected him um but man the moment those run-ins occurred was when for me it kind of hit a magical territory because again seeing the reverence that they gave to just you know I'm sure people it, that this was
1: fan service for this audience, it, it, this was like we are catering these for like I, I, I'm sure like a Carlito and a Savio would get like a nice pop if they showed up somewhere else but nothing like that like this was for this audience that yes. saw them as legends as well.
0: And they had a good enough read on this audience to know that they would have given a Savio Vega a huge reaction, that they would have given a Carlito Cologne a huge reaction. And the moment they came out, they didn't just re- like they were almost treated like gods, you know, and and that's more than I could have said um, for my expectations for uh, going into this match. Um, wonderful, wonderful, like tribute and wonderful booking for Puerto Rico that, again, felt infectious, even for me being up in Toronto, Canada. Um I felt like I was in the LWO. <laughs> Did After
1: they this. miss the boat? Not bringing Savio out as Quang. Uh, they, where was Quang built from? Um, not, not San Juan.
0: So, what, you know, next time they go to whatever mythical nation Quang is from, I'm sure we'll get a Quang, uh, appearance.
1: So the LWO returns and they celebrate with, uh, with, v- uh, Vega and Carlito and, bad bunny so this is just a great great um whole presentation the the entire thing
0: quang, quang is built from the orient so uh you know next time they go to the orient um maybe we'll see an orient world order yeah.
1: what's what's <laughs> the uh, what's the area code for the orient
0: uh it's a very vague uh, yeah, description where he's from hmm not sure uh we saw quite the kick you know he definitely like uh, pulled some quang out in some of those chops tonight well, Kevin
1: Owens, Sami Zayn, and Matt Riddle taking on Solo Sokoa and the Usos followed that. And Sokoa uh, tags himself in after the babyfaces are getting the better of the Usos. And we got a brief chant of, we want Roman, but it did not persist. And Sokoa is beating down on Zayn. Uh, Owens gets yanked off the off the apron to prevent the tag. And Owens takes that that crazy spot where he gets thrown back first onto the steps. So this took him out for about five minutes or so. And Riddle eventually gets the tag and he comes in with uh floating bros and brotons. And then Riddle is like going for like a buckshot and gets caught with a super kick from Jimmy. Owen staggers back and he's tagged in. So after getting his back drilled into the steps, uh, goes up for, for a swanton onto, onto Jimmy for a two count. And Owens and Jay, they get into a big striking battle, both go down, and Zayn comes off the top rope into a double superkick by the Usos, and Jay is screaming at Sammy that, You're breaking up my family! It's all your fault! And he sets him up in the corner when Sokoa tags himself in. But then Jay smacks Sokoa and tags him in, saying, Get out! I've got him! And Zayn misses Jay, but hits Sakoa with a haluva kick, and then proceeds with a exploder and haluva onto Jay with Solo coming to save. And Sakoa looks at Zayn, then he looks at Jay. And he walks towards Jay, and we're not sure what he's about to do, but Riddle comes in, busting him with a knee, and then it's a Samoan spike to Owens, who nearly hits Jay with one, but ends up stopping, and Jay is yelling at him, I'm your brother, not him. And Solo stops with the Samoan spike to Jay. And Sakoa ends with a blind tag while Riddle is the legal man. He hits a bro Derek to Jay, but then turns and is hit with the Samoan spike. Solo pins Riddle in 22 minutes and five seconds. And afterward, we've got Solo and Jay who seem to be at odds. And Jimmy is just smiling and kind of the peacemaker between them. But the question that they threw out in the match was two weeks ago when Roman set out solo to to execute the plan what was he going to do and then tonight was solo planning to hit jay with the samoan spike and Mm -hmm. this all is you know to build a rating for friday with roman's return and are the bloodline in turmoil and and how this affects um night of champions because I, i would say no one is coming out of this show as your obvious opponent for roman reigns it seems like he is tied up in this that you almost feel like if you were going to do a solo and Roman versus the Usos match like that, that could be your, your match unless you just quickly build up some challenger for Roman. But he seems locked in, in this program.
0: I, I see this almost being um, a bit more long term than that. You know, certainly like they can go back to Roman versus Jay, um, even for something like a SummerSlam. But um, the turnaround between like where we are right now to a full on match involving like the Bloodline members versus themselves feels a bit quick for like the pace of this. I think they're going pretty slow with this one. You know, they continue to you tease. need a big match for Roman in a couple weeks hey almost man is right there um uh, bad bunny versus roman reigns you know at this point well
1: yeah bad bunny would be the biggest person you built uh coming out of this show you could totally do bad bunny and, and roman reigns Jeez. i I don't even think that's a crazy idea
0: to be quite honest you could put anything i think on those study shows and you know they, they can feel pretty big but this match i thought was pretty well done you know it, it like it, it almost feels at this point like it has really nothing to do with Sami Zayn and kevin owens anymore they're just kind of like extras you know in this feud that is really taking place between the bloodline members themselves um but the action i thought was really good and happened at a really fast aggressive pace even with all the storytelling elements here but between jay and, and solo they you know successfully i think increased the tension between solo and jay not by having the usos fail like maybe we uh, we had suspected but by just simply, you know, creating a lot more tension between Jay and Solo themselves. So, keeps the story going without necessarily blowing the load right now tonight. And uh, we'll see what Roman's response is.
1: Yeah, I I thought this one took a little to get going. It's tough to come off a match like that and go 22 here. But, you know, the the second half of this match where you were getting into like the audience seemed most invested in is solo going to attack the usos that's what Mm -hmm. they were concentrated on and yet the baby faces were sort of extra roles in this match and i do hope now with this split like you do get owens and zane into something they can sink their teeth into because it has been a tough move into this we've captured the belts we have conquered like the chase was so enjoyable now Mm -hmm. they're there and now what
0: there's no more tension, you know, um, whatever tension was there was kind of extinguished with them winning the championships. And they seem no longer interested in breaking up the bloodline. Um, so we'll see kind of what their next challenges are. I mean, really, they, they seem to be building up the profits and maybe Ricochet and Strowman on, and, and then it, it's a considerable like decrease in, I guess, um, sort of like stature for Owens and Zayn. Um, but that's kind of where the tag team championship division is right now. Right. So, but at least they get to go to both, both brands, or at least we think, Oh, shouldn't they be competing for this world championship tournament as well? (laughs) They could double dip. They could compete on
1: the raw tournament and the SmackDown tournament.
0: Well, I mean, I think that would actually be at least an interesting story to visit. Like, hey, Owens and Zayn, even though they're both tag team champions, they should both want to enter this tournament. And that might create some tension, put themselves at at odds just to kind of lead to whatever they want to tell, whatever stories they want to tell in the tag. tag On SmackDown, they had
1: stated they were going to announce the participants on Raw. And then tonight, I think Cole said they were going to announce them Sunday online. So we should know the participants. I'm. I'm guessing Sunday, if I heard that right. So anyway, there was your match. And um, so I guess this is not the last time we'll ever see Owens and Zayn in a ring with the Usos. Maybe not, but it certainly feels like the story's over. Okay. I only say that facetiously. The main event is Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. And Cody gets a a thunderous reaction for his entrance. And then Lesnar is coming out and he's making his entrance and walking around the ring when Cody dives onto him with a suicide dive. And he attacks him with the steps multiple times, chair shots. I thought they were like trying to get blood uh, instantly here with these steps. Uh, But that would be later to come. They get into the ring, the bell rings, and Cody starts with two disaster kicks. And then a Cody cutter is caught and we get the first German suplex from Brock Lesnar and Lesnar then catches him big fallaway slam just launches Cody into orbit here and Michael Cole notes that we may never know why Brock Lesnar attacked Cody it's just going to be one of those questions that we just uh figure it out on your own why he attacked Cody
0: we're we're tr- we're not sure either I, like at what point do we simply say that they they never came up with a reason and that this is just bad writing can we say that now
1: I mean, I think it's pretty lame that we're into the pay-per-view match and we don't have a reason why this happened. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you look at so much of this and it's like, if if Cody had won this title, <laughs> like, all of this makes sense. Yeah, um, Lesnar beating Omos makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's, I think, like, business is really good, but I think it's at another level at this point with, like, the fresh champion who has conquered this this big goal and it's a fresh champion in in your company that you're moving forward and this headlines this is like this is a very viable championship match that you've got Mm -hmm. but i digress cody is just getting thrown around here and we're getting the comparisons to the brock cena match from 2014 Uh, cody clutches onto the turnbuckle which is ripped off as he takes the latest german we're up to seven germans here and then rhodes ducks sending lesnar into the exposed buckle and boom his forehead explodes, and it's all blood
0: coming out of Brock. Okay, so this is really interesting, and, and probably the most interesting thing about this match. The fact that we had blood in, in a match, um, and the fact that it was allowed to stay on Lesnar's face. In fact, allowed to, to continue to grow. Um, you had referees that usually like either would stop a match. I mean, we just saw with Finn Balor at WrestleMania or at the very least put on gloves and this referee did not even put on gloves until he, he well he put into the them match. on later, but he didn't yeah. immediately.
1: And I found it interesting because it was the same treatment to uh, JC Jane on NXT when she got busted open on Tuesday. Hmm. And like yeah you're always like the ref puts the gloves on and they're because they're going to check on it and it, and that was not the case on tuesday and he didn't do it immediately here either.
0: and in this case you had cody continue to work over the cut to, to continue to i mean really it was like any other professional wrestling match where a wrestler was instructed to bleed and you'd make a spectacle and a visual out of it so um i mean maybe i'm sure there's some thinking to like paying tribute to uh you know uh, abdullah the butcher in puerto rico or, or something like that um for for this instance but I think it's a bigger question of, like, has policy changed at all or or has it just changed for tonight?
1: Or
2: is he going to
0: get fined $100,000 like Batista did in uh, 2007? I don't know. The other thing is, was there a blade or was this Brock, um, you know, making up for SummerSlam by showing off his ability to. Open himself, well, if, open it, if up.
1: it was a blade job he did a really good job with it because it was it was yeah. n- not possible to detect so i mean they got a ton of color here on on lesnar i mean he was totally you know crimson masked from this point mm-hmm. onward and like it's the audience is definitely with this um but it, but it was not the heat of of earlier but you know, this is now Cody's comeback after the, the blood is introduced and he nails him with a cutter, a disaster kick. And he's going after the wound with punches and hits a Cody cutter, hits a pair of crossroads. And then as he goes for the third one, it's a, and Lesnar kicks out of the two crossroads. When he goes for the third, it's turned into an F5. Cody kicks out of that one. And then Lesnar goes for the Kimura. And there's a great visual of Brock totally covered in blood wrenching on the arm with the kimura and then cody just postures up and stacks him and gets the cover um this was around 10 20 or so of the match and pins him. and this was very much presented like a fluke he did not conquer this guy he did not win the war he just
0: caught him and this yeah. totally screamed two match program minimal. yeah i thought it was a really brilliant finish actually you know it gave uh cody like a win in the record books, which I think, you know, was sorely needed after WrestleMania. But it was done in a fashion that, Um, was not conclusive because brock was still very much standing yet it didn't to me feel like it buried cody or made him feel any lesser because look at the outcome here look at the blood on brock lesnar's face not only can cody say that he got a w in the record books but he bloodied brock lesnar and walked away this is a lot
1: better execution than ronda rousey and lib morgan last year that did something very similar to this was there blood in that one there was not blood in that one but it was with the the submission, And then she ended up pinning her from the okay. submission. And that was not great. And this, I just, uh, I would certainly just looking at this one, I just don't know if I would have ended the show with this, it just to me was not the big climactic end to a show when this was like, this is match one. That's what this was. It was not your big conclusion. Uh-huh. I guess they have their reasoning for wanting to end the show with a, with a Cody win, but man, I just don't think you could have ended the show better than that street fight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I can understand that. I I also think maybe again, the only justification I could see is that they want the guy finishing the show to be the guy that's going to be on TV next and bad bunny. It will likely not have any sort of interaction with the WWE until the next, next time they, I don't know, do a big stadium show or something.
1: And Cole says that Cody is back on the road to finishing the story. Um, I thought it was a fine match. It was... um... I, I don't know how much of like the all out Brock Lesnar match you're going to get in 2023. This was kind of my curiosity. And I don't know maybe,
0: how much the audience wants to see that type of match anymore. Like, like the sort of like, you know, spamming finisher type of match. It it almost seems cliche for a Brock match. now.
1: No, I'm, I would say like the spamming finisher match is like six minutes of like all out that we've kind of got right. accustomed to. I'm talking about doing like a 20 minute match with Brock. Is that even in, I mean, the rematch oh, okay. will tell the tale if they're going to do like the all out big match um Yeah, you know, i thought this was fine but th- this was far from match of the show and, and i hmm. had pretty high hopes for this one going in i mean it was I- i'm not going to degrade it too much it was it served its purpose but this was just to set up the next one
0: yeah but i thought in and of itself it was still a compelling match between the two you know i thought you got to see um i mean a lot of it was like Legendary how much did the Super blood help? city? a lot in my opinion yeah, yeah cuz uh, I was just kind of captivated just thinking, well, like what what's uh, blood is kind of unusual in, in the WWE and um again, gives Cody a, a, a something to actually be able to celebrate and gives Brock Lesnar a reason to want to come back beyond just, you know, losing in fluke fashion. He got busted up and all the pictures uh, and the headlines are going to be Cody Rhodes bloody Brock Lesnar up and beat him up. So, um yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to know like if the policy is any different w- with blood or if it was just this particular night or if somebody got fined or something. But um, this was like their way of getting to the next chapter, I guess, in this feud.
1: Yeah, and that sets up Monday and what you do with Cody in this tournament. Like it would not make sense for him to not be in the tournament. And maybe you have Brock take him out of the tournament or do, do something like that because – It would make sense that these two come back with a rematch in Saudi Arabia. And you've got Cody in Jacksonville on Monday, which is interesting.
0: Hmm. Yeah, very interesting.
1: So that was Backlash. A total thumbs up show. Awesome crowd. Um, Street Fight to me was the match of the show. Um, but there was like this was just a really, really Bianca versus Eo yeah,
0: yeah. was really surprising. It was um, up there. Yeah. Atmosphere was tremendous and I thought execution. I mean, the execution the fact that it was a good match did not surprise me all that much, but the atmosphere and how the crowd reacted to the to the two um really surprised me and made for something pretty memorable, I thought. Um and then yeah, what else up and down? I mean, the six man was was a good match. It was um, a good match. Like you've seen it a lot of times
1: at this point. The the story stuff was compelling. It was um yeah, like I th- I thought it was a really good match.
0: A hell of a buffer match, I would say, you know, between like if you're going to have any sort of buffer match to have Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens versus the Usos. Um, Zelina versus Rhea in ring, like might not be that special, but I think the atmosphere was absolutely incredible. That's what
1: you're going to remember. Yeah, I, I would say yeah. it was the weakest match on the show, but the atmosphere is going to be what is
0: remembered and. I mean, And it, I prefer that than something like the three-way, for instance, which in-ring might have been good, but didn't really have any sort of special feeling attached to it. But all in all, like, listen, when you have a crowd this hot, everything is going to be pretty compelling. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely a thumbs-up show. It's a spectacular crowd. This post-wrestling podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Financial literacy can be daunting, but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with. Well, thank you.
1: All right. If you want to call in, you are welcome to do so. Just jump into the Yard room. We'll also be going to some feedback that was left on the forum. So the show is uh, over to you, the listener.
0: Yeah, let's go to our super chat here. And this one comes to us from Sin City Saint, who sends $5. Thank you very much for the support, Sin City Saint. He says, do you think that the main event ended the way it was supposed to? Or did they rush it because Brock was busted? Hashtag give Carlito a contract.
1: I, I don't think so. Um, if, if you look at the length of Brock matches, I mean they they don't go all that long. so the I I don't feel it was rushed because of a uh, blood nor did they seem to be uh too concerned.
0: Nothing felt like like rushed to me watching it. Um, and, and in fact, like the I don't know the fact that Cody played with the the, the the cut like I thought seemed to suggest that this was the plan. Of course, we'll probably hear a lot more. Um, in terms of like length of show, didn't this go past 11. It was almost it was almost
1: right at eleven that the show ended, so, so it didn't. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think they. Yeah, I I don't think so. And honestly, with all those stare shots at the beginning, I almost felt like they were going for blood right from the get go, um, yeah. with those shots to to Lesnar.
0: Yeah, um, Carlito, do you see a return from him?
1: I mean we'll we'll see. I don't think that there's much beyond like the pop to come back. Is are you really Agreed. looking to be on the road at the, at this point? Like how old's the guy? Um yeah, short answer is no. I, I, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either.
1: You could you could have him come in every now and then, but as a regular guy, I think you know, it it was a cool moment, but I don't I don't I don't think that necessarily needs like yeah, the guy's the guy's forty four at this point, and you've you've got your your spots.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to some of your feedback again. We have the links right now available for all of our Patreon.com patrons as well as our YouTube members at Video.Postwrestling.com. Simply go to the Members tab and you can find a link to call in right now. Let's go first to Muggin. Hey, Muggin.
2: What's up, guys? How are you?
0: Good. What would you think of ba- uh, backlash?
2: Man, Puerto Rico is going to give Montreal run for its money. Like, man, they were like they were on fire from start to finish. I knew from the, I knew from right away with uh, the, with the women's title opening, man, I was actually surprised that Eo got a, got a huge reaction, and I feel like the, I feel like this could be the start of her this could be the start of her baby, going babyface because I feel like it feels to me like Damage, damage Control trolls is on the on its way out, and with Bianca re- heading four hundred days, this should be the catalyst for Eo to like you know to split from them. Have yeah. Have we really
0: like um, unearthed this sort of um, crazy fact to see like? Um, underserved locations react really big whenever a significant wrestling show comes into their town i mean it, you know between this between all in between uh you know paris it, i mean it just sounds like there's a lot of, uh, of people creating professional wrestling that aren't necessarily being served it
2: and so and and to, and to be real way like you I mean like poor wiggle was a lot poorggle was a lot smarter that gave they gave him credit for because like man I was actually surprised that Bianca got a little bit booed and you know, you know, being the pro that she is, she adjusted. She was she adjusted slightly to make sure that uh, she that, that make sure that Io was get was going to get the was going to get the support up until the ending with uh, Bailey and Dakota guys showing up to like you know, to like you mm-hmm. know. Rule.
0: I think there is something to be like learned from this, though. Like this negative reaction for Bianca, um, like she's coming off of I would say feuds that aren't necessarily that like celebrated right now um and she hasn't really had a big significant feud since becky i would say and uh, you know is that part of the the resentment towards her um you know the creative really but you know maybe just even the lack of evolution in the character
2: i mean i don't think it's i don't think it's gonna like you know extrapolate you know next week but i feel like you know it's not the end of the world i mean but i'm sure like you know bianca is gonna like you know figure out a way to like you know stay relevant i mean she already is because she's still champion but I'm sure she'll figure something out. Anyway, um, Bad Bunny, Damian Priest to me was a match of the show. Like I was like, man, I was on edge the entire the entire time, and it was so cool to see Carlito and Salvio Vega appear. And I gotta say, the usage of that usage of them in Puerto Rico was just brilliant. It was just yeah. brilliant. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, like I mean, um, I feel like now I feel like now with Owens and Zayn losing, I feel like you know they need a clean break from the Usos, and right now. Going going forward, I want to see the Usos versus Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa because I feel like those teases with, with with Solo about to like hit the spike on Jay, that could be uh, that could be the tipping point for to Jay to getting his balls back. And uh, the main event with Cody Rhodes. Would you and,
0: do it as soon as uh, Night of Champions?
2: Yeah, I mean the date like when maybe because I don't is Roman gonna have a matchup in Saudi? Is he? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, so okay, so once Roman hits day one thousand and they all celebrate, maybe that'll be the time for for Solo to pull the trigger on his brothers. And uh, lastly, uh, what else? What else? Uh, Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar. It felt like a horror film, because it felt like a horror film. Because when when Brock when Brock is working heel, he's he's like a horror movie monster, especially with especially with how the spot where he starts bleeding. Cody didn't. Cody won, but he survived. Like he like he outsmarted the monster. And I feel like uh, there's going to be another match coming out of it. Overall, like the, the, overall, this is a, a big thumbs up show. And lastly, today's for your comic book day. Guess what I got?
0: You got a signed Batman comic, it looks yeah, like.
2: Yeah, from Chip Zdorsky. He was in town. He oh, okay. to be... he's from yeah. Toronto.
0: He's
1: from Toronto.
2: I was just going to say, say, yeah.
1: He's yeah. <laughs> from Toronto. That's, it. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's I,
2: great. I, All right, Chip, cool. It was out of variant. That's why I had to get this one signed. Could is say, is it I opened?
1: Do you, do you do you get to read this or is it like sealed?
2: No, no, no. You no, I opened it. I, can okay. think, I want and, right. I wanted to right. sign this one. All All right. Right. So you
1: can
0: open comic books.
2: I,
1: I don't know what the what the etiquette is. Like, do you do? You, yeah, okay. Uh, okay. Enjoy well, the you, comic, uh, and thanks as always for the feedback, Muggin. Thanks, guys. Take care.
3: Have a good night.
0: Let's go to Brian. Hey, Brian.
3: Hey, guys. Uh, hey. Yeah. So. I thought the show was incredible, and the crowds these past two nights in San Juan were incredible. Um, the company returning to the continental U.S. from Puerto Rico might be akin to when you return home and return to work after vacation because it's going to be such a come down compared to what these past two nights. <laughs> Man, have <been>. poor
1: Jacksonville! <laughs> They're a Monday morning after vacation. Uh, maybe Jacksonville—they've got their 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 fill of wrestling the last few years. So we we will see how that crowd holds up
3: on Monday. Well, that- yeah, I'm thinking more about the wrestlers themselves coming back to All the right. U.S. crowd than, yeah. But uh, I really enjoyed Bianca versus E.O. I thought it was E.O.'s best match on the main roster. Uh, outside of that one press slam spot, which looks scary as hell. And, um, yeah. The, the one-armed one? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, where E.O. came down on her face. Uh, mm-hmm. Could have been, mud- been disastrous. <clears throat> but... Yeah, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest felt like 25 years of Puerto Rican fan service jammed into 25 minutes. And you know, putting aside how good the likes of Bad Bunny and Logan Paul have looked, and they've ha- had their benefits in doing so. Holy crap! Did WWE get lucky getting a league with Bad Bunny when they did? I just thought this whole thing ruled. And I think I've been a bigger fan of Carlito in these WWE cameos than I was when he was signed if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, you hadn't seen him in a long time. You're, you know?
3: Yeah. So it makes total sense. He just seems to be having more fun now. Like, like when he came to the hall of fame and inducted his dad with the, with his brother and just felt. Uh, oh, well, every
0: appearance means something. Every, every appearance is, you know, infrequent and, and is special. Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, cool. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate the call. Thank you, guys. Let's go up next to Hanzi. Hey,
4: yeah. Hanzi. What's going on? Um, uh, same sentiments as everyone else, man. I thought the show was uh, pretty good. I, I even, I, 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 enjoyed most of the matches. The thing is, is like uh, whenever you have these shows and for the one night, like I always, I always reiterate here all the time, right? That you have these good shows and you have like, you know, the crowd being like, you know, hyped up for everything. And then the the wake up call is that the creative afterwards is not like like, like if, if I if I didn't watch any of the raw episodes going in and I just watched this I would have thought like Eo Sky and Bianca Belair's uh, rivalry was like like some top notch um, like executed booking style whatever I th- I thought I was really surprised of how uh, how like you know how much they were behind EO and going against Bianca I, I I think to the point that Bianca maybe she's getting booed a little bit more because. I feel like her, like her storylines don't really have the best creative. And I, I think like, sometimes they make her less over as it's going along. Even, you know what I mean? She's like super, she's like Superwoman now where, you know, she, you know, uh, like she doesn't have any, like any adversity in her, like, you know, like, like Bailey didn't win the title from her and all that kind of stuff. So, you know what I mean? So I, mm-hmm. I hope they actually, you know, uh, ca- capitalize with EOS Sky, 'cause Cause I think, uh, She's a really good talent. I think it's it's actually better that EO is actually the one that's doing the singles, and Bailey is doing the tag team. in My personal opinion, and uh, I'll, I'll say, you know, I, I read the same thing. Um, the the main event should have been Bad Bunny versus. Uh, like going in, I knew it would be good. I knew there would be dot, uh, like bells and whistles, so I I, I totally expected that, but. Like the cameos, I I thought even Los Barrios would come in as well. When Savio, I thought, thought Savio Sav was gonna bring in. I thought Jose and uh, that guy Miguel Perez, whatever, were gonna come out. You know what I mean? I, I thought it would be awesome, but uh, no, no. Uh, if they, if I, I'm not saying Corder should come back, but if he could come back for like a Caribbean cool segment for his talk show, just to kind of promo on Dominic, I think that would be amazing, because Carlito's, like, sarc- sarcasm is so good. I think he and Dominic would actually have good chemistry, even if it's just a one-off for, for, for something like that. But, um, yeah, the, the main event I liked, I think that Cody won, but I don't know, I just didn't really think the match was super that great until, like, the blood got involved. So, I mean, I got to see where it goes, whatever. But do you guys think that, like... Uh with Bro- like if Brock is good c- the program with Cody do you think that kind of sidelines Cody from not partaking in the world title program, like, the world title program, like, because Cody could actually just win it down the line or something like that, but do you think the Brock program will prevent it? Like, he'll say that he wants to go for the title, but then Brock will, like, prevent it from happening, and then that's where Cody goes next, whatever, instead of going for the title. I'll I'll get your thoughts off the air, but thanks for the good shows this week, man. and and, uh, it it was a good bit last night with the the title stuff, man. I I was laughing my ass off
0: afterwards. Peace out, man. It was not a bit, Hansy. We were genuinely confused. Even though <laughs> you know, it turned to be one of the
4: greatest things ever, man, I was my ass, <laughs> ass off, man. Peace Thank up, you, guys. Hansi.
0: Appreciate it. Yeah. Um. You know, the fact that like Cody had they made such a big deal of this, like winning this Brock Lesnar match as a way for Cody to continue the story suggests to me that like he's going to be on a title hunt, like in the like right now. And whether or not that less, like if they do a Lesnar rematch, I think the title needs to somehow be at stake. So if that means the two of them will meet in this tournament um that's possible um but yeah i don't know if brock is going to be wrestling wrong so i
1: mean I you, can do, you, you can do like cody's in the tournament and then brock shows up monday and you know takes him out of the match or you you could get around it several ways so um, then
0: what happens to the story we do we have to have a lesnar match again to uh, put the story back on track again
1: well, yeah, yeah. This is not the end of the chapter. This is just the end of the paragraph. I see. And okay. he's not even near the end of the story, okay? This is just a... This is an addendum, okay? Mm. All right. <laughs> Let's go to it's the bookmark. Form. It's a bookmark. The mark. <laughs> Jay from Colorado writes, I had the rare opportunity to watch the pay-per-view live tonight, and I don't feel like any time was wasted. Every match delivered, in my opinion, and the crowd really brought... Everything together, their excitement and enthusiasm during each match made the show that much better. But how about Bad Bunny? I was hesitant when I saw that they moved him from doing the tag match to the singles, but holy shit, he surpassed my expectations. That man set a new bar for celebrity wrestlers. You can tell he has a passion for professional wrestling.
0: I would argue, like, Logan Paul has set the bar higher than what we saw tonight, what we, what we saw with Pat McAfee in the past. Like, to me, like, like a Logan Paul, Seth Rollins is probably the new bar this was very good um and i thought it was aided both, by so really well.
1: an, an an unbelievable crowd that i don't think you could generate for a logan paul match but yeah yeah in, yeah. in just terms of like as a belt baby belt, face belt, like,
0: as a genuine baby face equivalent from a guy that is seems to be pretty genuinely well liked by society compared to logan paul which who seems genuine genuine like generally pretty disliked by society i think you have a wonderful baby face in bad bunny
1: yeah. Yeah. And, and what this opens up for future business in Puerto Rico, if this means once a year that you could go mm. here for $1.8 million. I mean, yeah. um, I mean, like, look at the revenue that WWE, um, can not just get as a one-off, but come back. Like mm-hmm. how could you look at any of this as not being a, a gigantic success for both ends? Like you, you filled this Coliseo, de Puerto Rico two nights in a row and, probably generated a ton of money for all those involved.
0: Do you think the Puerto Rican uh, tourism committee gets a cut of the LWO shirts?
1: That would be what I would be negotiating. Yeah. I I'm hoping that all these, I am hoping Savio worked that into his, uh, his deal. Like I
0: get some, I think this. every country is going to be looking for their own LWO shirt. Okay. Or, I mean, I, you know,
1: I could totally see them like following suit of like, what is retro that can be outfitted yeah. to regular stars that draws off our nostalgia um, our our John. ip
0: the french world order Ger- uh well german world order
1: someone's going to be tasked with okay i want you guys to go look up everything eddie guerrero did in his life every <laughs> shirt he wore every yeah. style he tried what worked
0: man like, dude worked, over the past month we've had a black tiger tribute okay we've had the resurgence of the lwo we've had i mean i feel like we had like an eddie you know spot whether it be like the fake out um in, uh, dq spot or what People like every every other match feels like you know it's got a frog splash or three amigos. So he's he's probably the the most popular wrestler in 2023. All right, let's go to McGuire, who says you couldn't ask for a better example of celebrity integration than what the WWE has gotten out of Bad Bunny. As much as WWE wishes it could be the NBA or the NFL, at times what we saw tonight is something Roger Goodell and Adam Silver can only dream of. While Bunny certainly isn't on the level i
1: I don't think roger goodell was uh sitting back tonight (laughs) and saying you know what this nfl thing's going well but man we don't have that reaction for bad we don't have bad bunny um playing
0: yeah in the super bowl did you
1: hear what happened with the the super bowl like viewership uh this week no there was a there was some like error on nielsen's side so they updated the figure so it turns out that this year's Super Bowl was actually the most watched Super Bowl of all time. And Fox right. was like the broadcaster. And it's kind of hard for like months later to, to like pat Celebrate. yourself on the back and say, wait, hey, we had the most watched Super Bowl ever when it happened back in February. But they get the update. It's like, actually, it was just over 115 million. And you did have the most successful Super Bowl ever. Thanks, Nielsen.
0: Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, get over it the nfl will be fine everyone i think so he says while bunny certainly isn't on the level of a logan paul in the ring you get the feeling these matches are only happening because bad buddy really wants them to happen his management probably hates this you've got to admire a guy at his level going outside his comfort zone and doing something comp- totally different fun show with a tremendous crowd yeah i mean again as john mentioned you know what's the insurance like on a guy like bad bunny you know taking a like falcon arrow off of like uh cases through tables and then doing like that sliced bread you know
1: well i mean it's he's not touring at the moment is he doesn't have like a big tour coming up like later this year but um yeah it's um you know certainly it's it's not as though he's like on a movie set where he's you know,
0: certainly like his tour i would stuff. argue he's more important than i mean like john cena on a movie set the rock on the movie set is pretty important but like bad bunny himself is a business you know he's he's an industry
1: yeah no them. i mean i'm i'm sure he has uh those around him that would not be this would not be their first idea when it comes to him and I, i'd be very curious on his end too of what um what he has received for this connection, as well, like we look at it from one side of the WWE, WWE's benefit, and what what has he seen as well? Like people forget when Dwayne Johnson came back to WWE in twenty eleven, like you know he had he had become a certain level of movie star, but he was not having like these giant hits. Like he was doing a lot of the the family comedies and stuff Truth like man. that. And yeah, he was into those movies and stuff. And then it was, you know, the Fast franchise did a lot for him. But it was also the idea of, like, coming back to WWE and, like, engaging that fan base as well. And you're Mm -hmm. not going to put all of the success on WWE. But that was a strategic um, decision by Dwayne Johnson when, you know, his management did not want – they wanted him as far away from pro wrestling for those years of not having that tie-in that here is ex-wrestler The Rock. Like, we are going to market you a different way. So I I would just be curious on his end, like what he has seen beyond just this being like a bucket list item for him. Many from Pacoima is our last bo- uh, note here. What a show! What a crowd! Great pay per view overall. The main event street fight was amazing. Ray's Mil Máscaras mask looked sick. I didn't even notice that, but that's uh, that's very cool. And Zelina's entrance was amazing. It was nice of WWE to give us two additional dark matches after the street fight. More international shows, please for both WWE and AEW. Well, this week was a, was a great week uh for evidence if you are pushing for more international events for these companies and i am sure we are going to get some of the hottest crowds this year when uh not just all in at wembley stadium which is going to be something that wwe show the money in the bank at the o2 arena that should be red hot as well like there are get those british world order shirts ready yeah, I would totally like. Everyone was talking about how hot that Paris crowd was last mm-hmm. weekend for WWE, and dude, they put in over twelve thousand people into the uh into the arena there in in Paris. Which something Bellator
0: has run in the past, and something I've I've been really happy to see um, over the past two days is just how much like WWE at this point is not afraid to localize their products to you know uh, wherever they are even going as far as
1: localization way. They've been talking about this for years. Give George Barrios his flowers.
0: But just even on TV, like getting full segments in Spanish, you know, promo segments in Spanish and not feeling the need to translate. It feels like it's a lot more international of a product this past weekend than, you know, it has in quite a while. So will they carry that? Like if they go over to Japan, will they have segments that'll just take place in Japanese that I don't know. Um, But to to this week, I I thought was a good sign. Yes. So overall, very, very strong show from WWE
1: tonight with its Backlash event. So they will be back at the end of the month with uh, the return to Saudi Arabia with Night of Champions. And Wei and I will be back on Monday night following Raw in Jacksonville, Florida, where we will talk about the start of this tournament and... God knows what will happen on Raw. So we have two triple threat matches and the winners of those triple threat matches will meet later in the show on Raw. Then they will do the same thing on SmackDown and the two winners face off at Night of Champions.
0: So we'll know the championship match after next week. Yes. Yeah. We're going pretty theory
1: for three weeks. You will have to build up a match with the idea that a SmackDown competitor could win the Raw title.
0: Yeah. Mm hmm.
1: I hope they do give some kind of explanation. So it's not so like, that sounds way too lame duck of a scenario that, okay, if the SmackDown guy wins, he switches brands or something like that. Uh, You have to give some reasonable degree of a outcome here, but we will see what they do. Maybe, maybe they have an explanation that we, um, that was just not explained by Paul Levesque at the press conference this week.
0: Also, a lot of the NXT call-ups will probably be making debuts um, tomorrow. Or, or, sorry, Monday and then They've Friday, got
1: 18 so. of them, so I don't know if they will be spread out too much. among. There will be some casualties, I think, among those those NXT call-ups that I don't yeah. know.
0: We, but really, this is sort of like your season. Like it really feels like a season premiere after the draft
1: it's it's sort of designed to be that way we'll see if it's if it's taken as such but um yes so that's coming up on monday sunday wrestlenomics radio will be coming at you with brandon thurston chris gullo and jesse collings and a huge slate of shows coming up this week including for post cafe members we will have a guardians of the galaxy volume three review and way who is going to be joining you
0: on thursday evening we are going to be joined, of course, uh, with W.H. Park and also right now, Neil Flanagan and who knows, maybe some others. Uh, cer- certainly, we invite the all of you guys uh, as part of the post Recent Cafe to join us 10 p.m. Eastern time Thursday. Hopefully, uh, by then, a lot of you guys will have seen the movie and uh, hopefully you guys can get all get your thoughts and we'll be taking calls, your feedback, whatever you want. A lot of great uh, response so far from, you know, my friends telling me to go check this out. So I'll be watching it tomorrow. Sounds like this is a tearjerker, this movie. I'll have my Kleenex and handkerchiefs ready. And uh, are you going to make time?
1: I'm going to see the movie for sure in theater. I don't know if I'll see it by Thursday, but I might go Thursday and watch it. So we will see. Okay. Um, well, the invite's open for you to join us. Of well, uh, thank you very much. Postwrestlingcafe.com is where you can go. $6 get to all of our extra shows each and every week. We've got the latest rewind away up covering the Cruiserweight Classic from 2016, the final of the CWC, with Bruce Lord joining us in studio and doing a special bourbon taste test at the end of that show. So uh, we, we got all, all bases covered at postwrestlingcafe.com. And you can join video.postwrestling.com so you can see all of the bonus cafe content. In video form, whether way is frozen or in living color, you get to see all of the the video greatness. So uh, join the Post Wrestling Cafe, support Post Wrestling, and pick up your tickets for the Forbidden Poor, postwrestling.com slash live. Tickets are on sale now for our big series of events before and after Forbidden Door at Real Sports Bar 15 York Street. We hope to see many of you there. And that is it for us. Thank you for tuning in to our WWE Backlash Review.